You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual. Hi, Malia. (laughs) And today I'm joined by Pastor David and Pastor Matt. Hi, David. Uh, Hi, everybody. (laughs) Hi, listeners. Usual level of enthusiasm and sarcasm. Perfect. Who? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is how we roll. Who was being sarcastic? I was genuinely, Mm -hmm. legitimately saying hello. Yes. To everybody that's here. And Mm -hmm. I did too. Same Mm -hmm. way I always do. Consistency. So we started a new sermon series this past Sunday, Sermon on the Mount. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. We've kind of been planning that since last year, right? Yeah. I mean, we we were mapping out this series in in probably August of last year, at least. So uh, a good six months ahead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Perfect. So what's new with you guys? Um... Gosh, what's new? I ordered my tickets for the Batman a little while ago. Yeah, oh, that's going to be... There's a new be... Batman coming out? <laughs> only for... The... Oh, it was hurtful. <laughs> only for the last several years. This is a movie that was supposed to come out... i gotten into Batman. This is much. a movie that was supposed to come out in the summer of 2020. Oh, yeah. okay. And then... So we've been waiting for this Batman... Okay. For a long time. For a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I have heard nothing about like at least one spider this last spider man like I'd heard about it. We've been waiting for time. that for a long time yeah. too. Yeah. I have not heard of it. Well, I've that. heard that this Batman is very, very good. Very high critic. And it's going to have to be because Spider Man was exceptional. Who's the Batman this time around? Uh uh Twilight guy. Robert Pattinson. Really? Robert Pattinson. Um, That's interesting. And I will say this though. I don't know. I've only I'm, seen I'm feeling skeptical. I've then. only seen him in one other action movie. He looks and good. while the movie was terrible, he held up. Yeah, he, uh, okay. Tenet. It looks Tenet. What the, movie? The, the Tenet. The Chris Nolan movie that came huh. out yeah, uh, a couple years ago. It was a terrible movie. Horrible. Okay. But but he was he was pretty good in it. And um um I will just say this. Like I I, I don't know much that he's in. Like at all, except I know he was in Twilight. Yeah. Um, but he has apparently taken this role seriously because he's thickened up quite a bit. Okay. Um, kind of like you look, remember, I don't know why we're even talking about this, but you go back <laughs> to, to Christian Bale mm-hmm. um, when he was in The Machinist. Mm-hmm. As, Very skinny. Like, yeah, like the anorexic. I haven't. And then all of a sudden, Batman. Um, just a, this significant huh. difference. It's kind of the same well, thing. I'll what, be interested to see that. What I appreciate <laughs> about this. Malia's like, oh, he's muscular. But what <laughs> I, now I'm interested to no, see this. I'm just interested, and I know I'll see it because, I mean, Oh, that's Tyler and Scott are going to want to see it. Yeah, yeah so. they are. As Matt was saying all that. And you kind of looked over and chuckled, and then you made all that was going through my mind was, I wonder if she's going to cut this. <laughs> so if you're hearing this, I'm really impressed. Like, no, we got to we got to have a little banter, a little bit of what's going right. on in our well. Lives. Batman is on uh, okay. Friday. We're going Friday. Nice, and we'll have fun. So oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, all of us ladies are if gathering it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you have fun with that. <laughs> yes. We're going to go see Batman. 
Yeah, well, um, all I have to say is Saturday we will have melted cheese from our nacho cheese machine, well, so I feel like we are winning. And, well, I think melted cheese is always a winner. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. As a segue back to our sermon, <laughs> I will try really hard to bring a Batman Ooh. illustration somehow. This okay. Sunday. This, Sunday this Sunday or today in the podcast? No, because no, I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, okay. I nice. I like that you challenged yeah, yourself. Like, okay, whole, we're all going to be waiting. Holy rusted metal, Batman. Like... <laughs> Bam! And then you hit the devil, and it's like, pow! <laughs> You're going old school, Batman. Oh, boy. Save us, okay. Malia. Save yeah. us. Yeah, so... Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Dramatic pause. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to say? So we started with the Beatitudes. Uh, uh, I, here's the thing. I said it on Sunday. I, I, I love the Beatitudes, actually, ever since Sunday, even before that, for the weeks leading up to it. And then since Sunday, um, I just constantly find myself thinking through the Beatitudes. And I, uh, to give you an example of just my thoughts with this is, uh, I actually, before we came to this podcast, I had a, this, this thought that the Beatitudes, when you really understand them the way that God's kind of just continued to show me different things with it, is everything from the New Testament and 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 even the old testament can be brought back connected to the beatitudes in my opinion um so what i mean by that is the old testament is this amazing testament that shows us the the holiness of god and the glory of god and the power of god and it shows you how amazing and, and that god is the god of the universe and it's presenting our you know who we are and all of this and then you, you again you have that first blessed are the poor in spirit so the whole old testament is basically trying to show us god's exalted and we're fallen, you know, and, and then we see that. So you can take everything from the Old Testament, bring it to this. This is what our position should be before God mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to understand we are created and we are broken and sinful and wicked before a holy God. And we should mourn over this. Sure. Right. So so if someone missed on Sunday and they're not super familiar with this, mm-hmm. Like, can you guys set it up a little bit? Like, where are we at? What's going on? Yeah. What is the Sermon on the Mount? So, so where on, is it in the Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're specifically talking um, Matthew 5 is where the Sermon on the Mount starts. Um, and if we follow the progression of Matthew, right, we, we read about the birth of Jesus. We read about um, John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. And then we read this interesting thing that happens. Jesus is, um, he's baptized by John. Um, he's um, immediately led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness where he is basically tempted and tested for 40 days. Um, he is successful in that, and that's really the inauguration of his earthly ministry um, is, is this moment where he's baptized into the ministry by the Father, um, blessing him and the Holy Spirit coming upon him, and he's led into the wilderness to kind of have this showdown uh, with the enemy of the world, and then he starts his ministry. And So early, um, it's early in his ministry. It's early in his ministry. And so then the next thing we read about that, right, is him calling some disciples to himself and getting started. And so in Sermon on the Mount, we, we're starting to see this, this first major great public address that's announcing, hey, the kingdom of God is here. Certainly Jesus had done some things and shared truth before. Um, he'd healed, he'd called disciples to himself. But this is his like, hey, you want to know what I'm all about, mm-hmm. and, and you want to know about my father, this is it. Um, and so the Sermon on the Mount is is this great um, 
just teaching of Jesus about what the kingdom of God is like. And there's a reason why I really appreciated where Pastor David started last week is because when most people, well, probably most people don't think of Sermon on the Mount, but when some people do think about it, they think about it as like, oh, it's this great, great tricks for, for living and, and, and these, these good ideas for the way to live a, 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 a godly life and things like that. But really, it is so much more than just good advice or ways to live a good godly life. This is, this is some, some teaching about here is who God is and here is who you are when you're in him. And this is how everything flows from there. And so I, I really appreciated the setup that you had um, mm-hmm. for, for how we get into this, because we have to come to it not with the idea that, oh, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, they're, they're just good advice for the way we should live. Uh, but no, there's something so much more than that. Mm-hmm. I appreciated you talked about um, the Ten Commandments a little bit and how you would take that and and the Beatitudes here to kind of like show people to tell to tell people their little elevator pitch on the gospel. Um, and one of the studies I had done you contrasted the last time God spoke to someone from a mountaintop was in Exodus, and then here now we see Jesus. And the, the contrast between the two, where it was kind of like loud and thundering and maybe a little scary then, and now it's like Jesus is like meeting them where they are and inviting people in to come to him. And so it's a cool, a cool it comparison. It is. Yeah. yeah, and and I, I love I love that it keeps coming back to the holiness of God, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. God is so holy uh, that the only way we can be in relationship with Him is through sacrifice and through all, you know. You so you, you you're talking Old Testament, and we're like, yes, like God is holy, we're not, but He loves us, mm-hmm. and so He provides for us these ways that we can through the blood of of the sacrifices we can be drawn into his holiness. Um, and then now just with Jesus, it just is going to take everything to a whole nother level. And that's the thing about the sermon on the Mount, right? We always think about it in terms of sin. Oh, like he ups the bar with, you know, when talking about sin, like, you know, now it's not just murder, but hate in your heart. And now it's not just sleeping with another woman, but it's even having lust in your heart and all of these things. But guess what, right? Jesus also ups the ante in terms of, um, God's grace and God's provision and in all of these things. Like with Jesus, he just shows us more fully mm-hmm. um, God's heart. And, and it's, it's just an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. So David, walk us through the first, I mean, I guess you, you covered the first three. Yep. Um, and, and I know people can listen to the sermon. People did. I, you know, I've got my notes in front of me. But, but walk us through those a little bit just in terms of how they equate to our spiritual condition and mm-hmm. our our own salvific mm-hmm. experience. Well, what's interesting when you think about the Sermon on the Mount, its entirety, and then the Beatitudes, they only make sense to us when we look at them through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. So it's one of those things that you think about is this so, is at the beginning of his ministry, and he's saying this, and nobody would have got it because they weren't seeing it through you know, through the lens of what was going to happen. This is almost like a, a precursor. It's like a teaching before the event that's going to make the teaching make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that, so, that tracks. You know, uh, because I think a lot of people even now will read the Beatitudes and they'll, they'll hear, bless her, the poor in spirit. And they'll instantly think, well, that's me. I'm poor. 
Like, you know, yeah. like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm poor, like, you know, yeah. or, or they'll, they'll Not try to put physical, in like, but... yeah, or they'll try to put in well, there, even like, emotionally, I'm, like I'm yeah. beat down. Yeah. I'm, like <laughs> I have, I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I got yeah. nothing left like to David. give. I'm poor exactly. in spirit. David in the Psalms every That's day, right. somebody's beating yeah. me up. It's the powders, right? It's the, what was me? Um, I, well, time out, time out, time out. I, I want to be careful that we're not communicating somehow that God says, blessed are the powders. <laughs> because I don't believe that's what he's saying. No. Okay. He's so, not. So, okay, fair enough. That's what I'm saying. That's why we try so to read So what is he this. saying? Yeah. That's why we try to read it. You know, like some people will read this and say, they'll read, you know, you know, you hear Jesus say, well, blessed are the merciful. And they'll we'll walk away and say, well, I'm merciful because I didn't punch that guy. It's like, <laughs> this is not what we're talking Like we try to isolate him. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, well, and we try to, and we, and we try to use them mm-hmm. as like, wrongly because because we use these as a litmus test right mm-hmm. like okay well i want to live the blessed life so am i merciful yeah okay all right check it off the yeah. list mm-hmm. um oh yeah i'm poor in spirit right like oh yeah. i'm humble i don't you know well, i'm not boastful are, the and first proud. Four, four are more in relation to god and ours between god and ourselves so it's more of the vertical relationship and then the second four is the horizontal re- relationship we have with other people and Someone, almost I, I had like heard, I had heard almost before, like the Ten, Ten Commandments, Commandments. Yes. right? I'd heard. I really like this. So the first four is where character takes root, and the last four is how character bears fruit. I think that's a really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so the way I kind of break it down, if you put it into so the first beatitude to me is it's it's a revelation, right? It's a realizing our condition before God. You know, it's that moment of God's grace where he opens our eyes and we are able to see our sin. We are able to see our position before him. It's brokenness before him. It's realizing that there is nothing good in me. It's realizing that my righteousness is as though filthy rags, that mm-hmm. I have gone astray. It's that realization. Yeah. Um, and again, that's why I think Jesus says theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You can't enter the kingdom of heaven yeah. if you come to God in a prideful, we, I got this yeah. mentality. We you lack know? the spiritual resources to yes. save ourselves. So, so the first one's just that realization, and, and we want to jump over that because we think uh, that's a negative, but it's the positive because everything else fits with that. We never move past being poor in spirit. Even as a person that has Jesus, mm-hmm. I still have to be a person that knows I'm poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not because I'm a Christian now, I'm automatically not poor in spirit anymore. If I don't have Christ, I'm right back at the condition I, I was previously. So that's not a lose salvation or anything like that, but that's just that we get this arrogance of like, oh, I've moved past that one. It's like, no, that's so, a constant. Yeah. One never leaves. Mm-hmm. One of the a, thing- it's a posture. Yeah. 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 Well, and one of the things we've talked about in, in my discipleship track class, we were in track two, um, and, and one of the things we've talked a lot about that is that Christians have to get comfortable with dissonance because there are a lot of things when it comes to the Christian life that it doesn't necessarily make human common sense right but but this is the ways of god and and so like an easy example of that you go back to the trinity right like mm. there's there are there is one god but yet there are three distinct persons persons that make up this one god and like like my brain melts when i try mm-hmm. to think about that that's dissonance like mm-hmm. humanly speaking it doesn't make sense but the word of god teaches it it is authoritative. Okay, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. This is another one of those things, David, when you talk about like we remain poor in spirit, it's it's another thing that causes this, if we're not careful, this dissonant thinking, right? Because on one hand, I'm like, no, uh-uh, whoa, time out. No, I am new in Christ. The old is gone. The new is, is in its place. God looks at me as holy, righteous, and redeemed, and this is now who I am. I've 
taken off my sin and I've clothed myself in the righteousness of Jesus? Yes. But as soon as I lose sight of the fact that I am just a sinner saved by grace, then I'm away from from this poor in spirit and, and this finding out where my truth and, and strength is in Christ. And so it's this dissonant thinking that's like, yes, I know I'm good with God, and he lavishes love on me, and he looks at me as a child. I also know that I'm helpless and wretched mm-hmm. on my own and, and worth nothing, um, and my righteousness is like filthy rags and all of these things. And so we kind of have to hold fast to both truths mm-hmm. at once. There's two words that Christians can't let go of, and that's just very simply in Christ, right? So this idea yeah. of I'm a saint, that's not a period. I'm a in saint Christ. in Christ. Yeah. Like I'm a new creation in, in Christ. Christ. I'm, you know, like I am rich and richly blessed mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's when we start making those statements without those two words that we start moving into religious arrogance yeah, and self-spiritual you know, righteousness of, well, this is who I am. It's like, in Christ. Well, it also gets into a little bit of that religiosity, right? When we start to act religiously without Christ, but we're just doing these things because, okay, this is now how I, this is how I stay connected to Christ is through these things. Like, I don't... I, I, I don't need the relationship as much anymore, but I just need the things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dangerous game. That's, that's a good word, yeah. So, so, so after the realization, again, these build on each other, we move into the second one of mourning, which is the response, right? Mm-hmm. The revelation then leads me to my response. Uh, or my reaction. Let me put it that way. It's better calling it a reaction. My reaction to my, my condition is I'm broken by it. And like I said on Sunday, this is, this is not a, oh, man, I, just, I don't want to be punished. This is I have broken the heart of God. I have wounded my creator. Mm-hmm. I have sinned. I mean, David said this in the, in the Psalms, you know, against you and only you have I sinned. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a response. It's a reaction to the reality now, like truth. Sure. And again, this is one that we never move away from because I'm not saying we have to walk through life mourning, but we should always have We've this sense of brokenness. Yes. Of like, yeah. I don't want to live or do anything that's going to hurt you. Yeah. I don't want to see, see, like I mourn over when I see people hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of Christians, and I, I know I do, we fail at this because we see, instead of mourning over sin in our world, we get judgmental towards people with sin in our world. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is telling us, no, the blessed life is someone that mourns over that. doesn't mean we can't be like, no, that's not right. Or like, you know, that's yeah. take a stand against it. But we get judgmental instead of mourning for people. Do you guys do you guys know who Arthur Pink is? Mm-mm. Okay, neither do I. Oh, but the, the, in my I did a study. That is the weirdest segue ever. <laughs> well, I just thought maybe you hey, did, and hey, then that would. Do you be guys helpful. know the Muffin Man? <laughs> so, anywho, the reason why I ask is because um, I have this quote that I wrote down in my Bible because I thought it was so good from a study I did, and it's Arthur Pink, but I I don't know who the guy is. Um, but it's a good quote. It's uh, thousands admit that they are sinners who have never mourned the fact. And I think that's so true. Like, we don't understand. Well, go back, (coughs) excuse me, go back to judges, right? The the significant difference that exists between remorse and repentance. Mm -hmm. And there are so many of us that are so good at feeling bad about our sin because it makes us feel icky. Right. But 
stopping short of fully repenting and mourning over our sin or the brokenness in the world or uh, whatever. And, and, and I think it's, it's fine to focus on the brokenness of the world. Like that's necessary. Right. And really it's a dangerous game when I get haughty about somebody else's sin. That's a good word. Right. Well, it's, it's a Proverbs word, yeah. right? I'm like, man, it's all over the Bible. Yeah. Haughty is bad. Um, <laughs> humble, good, but you know, say it. but this, this idea, right. It's like, I mean, Jesus talks about that. He was like, Hey, get that, get that plank out of your own eye. Then you worry about somebody else's speck. Like we can't focus, and we do that so much, right? It's so mm-hmm. easy to get righteously indignant about other people and other things, mm-hmm. instead of really focusing on the fact that you know what, I need to just be broken and repentant over my sin. I need godly sorrow that leads to righteousness. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, I know you're oh, going to say something, David. I just want to say, if I had a nickel for every time I said, you know, we tie it back to judges. I feel like ever since your judges sermon series. It all comes back to judges. Everything we talk about. Well, how like, about yeah. how about we understand that the Bible is just <laughs> one long story, yes, right? Yeah. And so it all comes back mm-hmm. and connects. And mm-hmm. so um, I feel like we did that after Corinthians. After Corinthians, it was everything it was like, well, remember Corinthians, yeah. and then after Ephesians, remember Ephesians. <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm sitting here thinking it all comes back to Song of Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, and even in back. my small group, I feel like we've said that a lot. Like, just yeah. like in Judges, and, yeah. you know, and like just in conversations I'm having. So. There's a, there's yeah. an old Because those people are jacked up. Sorry, David. <laughs> there's an old time preacher, um, and I, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. Like, you were talking over 100 years ago, and I remember reading one of his words, he's, and he bas- words that he said, um, no one comes to Christ for forgiveness with a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Right? It's this idea of you do not. I mean, and he was strong. I mean, they used back a hundred years and more. I mean, they were they were tough in what they said. I mean, they were they did not care if it hurt your feelings or it upset you. And his point through his writing was basically, um, if you did not come to the cross of Jesus broken, then you better really question your mm-hmm. salvation because you might not have understood it because you didn't. You if you didn't understand your condition, you know, and, and so. I, I get we want to soften mm-hmm. that, but Jesus is saying more. Yeah. This deep, intense grief. Mm-hmm. And and right? then and, and I know you'll get there, but then think about where that mourning will take you, right? Like like think think about where that deep intense grief eventually will give you this this joy and peace and all of that that happens. And mm-hmm. um it, it we just we skip a step, right? Because yep. mm-hmm. yep. We uh, well, it, think about it. It's, it's fast food like, yeah. right? Like, like I'm just gonna order the parts I want. Yeah. I want to order the parts I want, and I want to. I'm like, well, I'll hold the onions because well, that's no good. Well, for this me. is one of the things I think. As and, and again, this is not doubting anyone's salvation that maybe said a sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. But I've had a lot of these conversations, and I've seen a lot of them. I've been involved in them where people have done it with me. Is you got somebody that's like, well, I think I need to be saved, and you say, well, you want to pray this prayer with me? Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself, have we let God bring that person to a place of brokenness yet mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. need to be? Mm-hmm. Versus, hey, just say these words with right. me, yeah. and, well, and, and you're going to get there. And if we go back to the text, it's blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And yeah. there's no comfort until we've mourned. Like right. The mourning is the. Otherwise, yeah. it's just superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and one, of the, one of the things is real quick because I want to. We got a lot forget, to say today, y'all. Before I forget this, is <laughs> yesterday we just got a y'all. Yeah, I know. Um, whenever uh, you guys listen to this, whenever this is posted, but yesterday for today we went and visited Lowell. And, and, and Lowell was, was a great visit, but Lowell said something that was really interesting because he's like, yeah, I've been praying for comfort, and God 
failed me on that one because he's yeah. like, this is hurt. You know, like he was, you know, and he was saying that. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me think of this again because this sometimes we read that and when we're going through something hard and I'm mourning over something that's happened, right? Mm-hmm. I look at this and, yes, there's a promise that God brings comfort, right? But, again, this is so much deeper than that because Lowell was a great example. Yesterday I was thinking, you know, here's a guy that's saying, I was wanting comfort and it didn't come the way I expected it to come. So this is talking about a deeper comfort than just, oh, I'm having a bad day. I need to be comforted. Right. This is a comfort that is in with outside of our circumstances, outside of what's going on around us. It's a comfort that is eternal. It's a comfort, you know, it, it's connected to the promises of revelation. Uh, I am making all things new. Mm-hmm. I will wipe away every tear. You oh, know, that's one of my favorite verses. Mm-hmm. It, that's what I'm saying. The, the Beatitudes only make sense through the lens of the cross and resurrection yeah. and the entirety mm-hmm. of the message. Because that's the comfort we, mm-hmm. he can comfort us now, but that's the yeah, comfort ultimate is. Comfort. And I, I feel like worth saying that, that Lowell absolutely understood that. Yeah. Um, and shared totally. that truth. That's what I'm that, saying. That was yeah. powerful though. That yeah. He was like, to think. he's like, like wow, it, this, this didn't happen, but I was never alone. Yeah. God was with mm-hmm. me. Um, but you know, you talk about like that, that example. And I just want to put a plug in for you. You talk about like an old path reading old things is really, really good mm-hmm. uh, because it's a different cultural perspective. Yeah. It's the same biblical truth, um, and, and some of it is really gentle, mm-hmm. and some of it is really hard. Like I think I've, I've said before, you've recommended the book, like Gentle and Lowly. Mm-hmm. Um, is just a, a book about the tenderness and, and, and gentleness of God towards his people. But then we read other things, and it's like, no, but, but um, you must hate your sin mm-hmm. and and come to him and but you talked about like no sm, no nobody smiling at the foot of the cross um thinking about the book pilgrim's progress mm-hmm. uh, when christian comes to the cross it is this it, it's this weird thing where both are happening again dissonant Have you read right that, david mm-hmm. where <clears throat> where both are happening simultaneously too. he can watch a movie um but but He's he's carrying this pack of burden, right? His sin that's weighing him down so much so that it's cru- I mean, literally, he it, it's crushing, crushing him, and and he he can barely take another step, mm-hmm. and, and it's overwhelming, and he's broken, and he and he's in such turmoil and sorrow, and then he falls at the foot of the cross, and it just comes off, mm-hmm. and it's replaced with such joy and, and freedom, and and it's just this it's this great picture of how how they come together. It's, you have to experience the weight to really be able to experience the freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you've never yeah. forced well, yourself good, to experience yeah. the mm-hmm. weight, well, that's not me, that's Bunyan, mm-hmm. right? But if you've, never, if you've never forced yourself to experience yeah. the weight, you won't understand what God's really done for me. It'll, it'll all be an intellectual exercise. Well, yeah. so the, you, you gotta put the two together, right? Yeah. It's the, the unburdening of the cross leads to the joy of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, most people never move on to the joy of the yeah. resurrection because they never actually unburdened yeah. sorrow at mm-hmm. the cross they're still hanging out there honestly yeah, yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because yeah a lot of times we want to flee from the morning make mm-hmm. me feel better right We're, oh yeah i want to come to church that's make the, me feel better and that's the culture know? too i think um, yeah. and probably human nature you know we, we want to be yeah. yeah which then it leads into you know blessed are the meek and this is that again you can't look at it in isolation a lot of times you'll hear people quote mm-hmm. i've heard people quote this where they're like you know look how humble i am i'm yeah. meek you know and we're and <laughs> look how humble i am <laughs> said no humble person ever <laughs> uh, lord it's hard to be humble 
when you're perfect in every way. That's right. <laughs> Who well, sings that? Who sings like that, that song? I can't uh, remember. I it's like the, the Pharisee that's like, Lord, thank you for not making me like the sinner yeah. over there. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the reason I don't, this is not about now as much as it is that humbling submission to God is because, again, why would I want to inherit the earth? Right? This promise of like, they will inherit the earth. I don't want this earth. Mm-hmm. It's broken. It's messed up. It's not the way, it's not perfect. God's going to destroy it anyways and, and make a new one. Like, that's the one I want to be in. And so that meekness is, is when I was doing that word study of meek, you know, there's so many ways to look at that word, but it really comes down to submission, like a rebellious strength that's subdued yeah. and, and comes strength under submission. under control. And, and so that's that Jesus is saying, hey, once you understand your condition, once you re- react to it the way you need to, you're going to humbly submit mm-hmm. to the one that can take care of it. Yep. I, I and then really... as soon as you do that, you are the, you're, you're in the kingdom. Now you're going to inherit the inheritance mm-hmm. of a child because you're in it now. And, and so... Kind of fits in with what we're saying, but I really like the way you kept coming back Sunday to that. You know, like, like blessed are the, the meek, right? They're the ones that are going to inherit the earth. This idea that, that, that that's not... That's not defiant surrender. Mm, yeah, no. That's oh, yeah. surrender, surrender. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. there's no condition. You think about like when there's a war going on right now, and you think about when when um, somebody finally surrenders in this war. Mm-hmm. That before there's a surrender, it'll come with all kinds of conditions. Like yep. I'll surrender, but all you know, yeah. this whole list of conditions I have. That's kind of you know, and this defiant, like I'll do it, but only for this reason. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna. Mm-hmm. And and that's a that's a great picture because I feel like we have in the West especially. Um, and in the mirror, when I look at it, a lot of Christians that really struggle with this, um, defiant surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really appreciated that you drew out the difference between the two. Cause I don't think we talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. And it's not even if it's the conditions, it's the final surrender, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be bitter about it yeah. or I'm going to be angry about it. or I'm not going to like you about mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. You, I might not get anything I want out of it, but if I have to do this fine, but I'm not going to have joy about it. I'm not going to be excited about it. I'm going to be angry towards you about yeah. it. And I think that's a lot how a lot of people, people see God. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people see God that way. You're you're denying me fun. You're denying yeah. me happiness. Mm-hmm. You're denying me the things that I want. You're denying me what everybody else has. It's it's a defiance. E- even surrender. though they're miserable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I I yeah, I thought that was a really a really good point um to to bring out and to pull out because I think, you know, we, none of us want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And, and anybody that's grown up in the church, I shouldn't say it, most people that have grown up in the church are grown up like, OK, yeah, hell, hell is bad. Hell is real. We don't want it. So I want just enough Jesus to make sure that, you know, but I'm not really going to surrender because yeah. uh, I never really understood my condition mm-hmm. and I never mourned over it. Mm-hmm. I said a prayer again, not saying that people yeah. aren't saved that have done that. So please don't take that. But there's a lot of people that get tricked into. Well, this quick. That's an emotional. You know, that's well, an emotional thing. Well, yeah, I don't want to go to hell, so t- I gotta say a prayer. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say a but prayer. then nothing changes. Yeah, I'll take the yeah. oath. What's what's the oath? Yeah. If, if that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do. Yeah, I. I and, there, that's why. I, and I remember when he caught so much flack, but it's a, a pretty good read. Um, but uh, I think it was David Platt, right? Stop asking Jesus into your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but but part of the and and the book went deeper and into some other things. But but part I think of the that was pre- Greer. Was that Greer? Mm-hmm. Okay. But part of the premise was, you know, like, like, look, there, there really isn't such a thing as the sinner's prayer mm-hmm. in the Bible. It's not bad that we use it. It's not bad that we're like, hey, if you really mean this, then mm-hmm. this is a good way for you to communicate that to God. But it's not in there. And so sometimes when we, start, a good point. When we start creating our own forms 
um, things can get confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they came to some genuine faith. And I've known stories, and you you hear you hear testimonies, and they are real, man, of people mm-hmm. that responded to the altar call and the, and and prayed the prayer, oh, yeah. and 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 mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are also some other people who went through the motions and they turned it into something pharisaical Mm -hmm. um, and they just did what they were told and that was it. And I really go back to, for me personally, what I said on Sunday was it's the difference between, I still, I cannot get it out of my face. The look, the the, the look of my mom's face when I shared that. I love that story. And it was funny because she comes to me afterwards. She's like, what'd you do? And she's like, yeah, we're all dying. Let's talk about it, David. What did you do? (laughs) I I always think about that book, uh, that David book. No, David. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah the, the children's book. Yeah. That's what popped in my head. <laughs> but that's that's like burned in my memory. Okay, uh, this so is the first so time I remember. You just skated over the question, though. It's so. none of your business. God forgave it. Oh, my mom forgave come on. It, it wasn't. Hor- Here's the deal. It wasn't like horrible, but it was the first Enough time to that, make her cry. That's what I'm saying, though. It was the first time, though, that that it wasn't just she was angry. Like mm-hmm. I saw genuine pain, like hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's the, one of the first times I woke up to like, man, you are horrible. Like mm-hmm. before it was, oh, I'm sorry, because don't be mad. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take you, away my because Nintendo. Because you felt, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, feel, I want this feeling to go away, yeah. but I don't really yeah. want to change anything. But that, you, instead there was a tenderness. Ten, there. Yeah, there, there was a, man, I really yeah. hurt somebody that's a good that word for that. loves me. It's a good word for yeah. that, right? Yeah. To go from mm-hmm. just, I feel bad, mm-hmm. I feel icky, yeah. to, no, I'm. Th- there's some tenderness to mm-hmm. this. Yeah, that's a good way to frame yeah. it. No, that was, a, that was a good And it makes that same chef towards God. It made me have that, I don't want to cause that face again, right? Like as a Christian, I should have a posture before God. God, like, yeah, God, I'm going to mess up and I'm going to sin, but I don't want to purposely know that I'm actively like trying to break your heart. Yeah. So as a parent, as a parent, do you give your kids that face every now and then just <laughs> hoping it'll catch fire? I don't know if I'm good enough to make it. Like, I, haven't, I have to practice it. Okay. All right. Practice First start practicing your crying. Oh, I could, I could probably cry on command if I tried hard enough. So, yeah. All right. So anyways, that's challenge. so it feels like a challenge, um, it is right? A challenge. Like, I, we'll have to work on it for a while. Oh, okay. All right. Here, everybody listening, just wait while I try to <laughs> get myself I'll to come cry. around the table and give you a good kick. That's funny. <laughs> but again, like the other ones, meekness never, we never check that off and then we move on. It's, mm-hmm. it's the posture is continual submission to God. These, mm-hmm. these don't just, hey, I reached that one. Now let's move on to next. It's consistent throughout life. Um, and then I'm not going to go into a whole lot for this next week because we'll get into it. But then from here on out, so you have the realization, you have our resp- you know, our reaction, you have a response. Everything left after that is I see as uh, the result of us submitting to God, right? My appetite changes. All of a sudden, I hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm-hmm. You see, you become people, you know, blessed are the merciful, and blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this transformation. What'd you say? We said in the microphone. I didn't say anything in the microphone. I could have sworn you said something too. You did I too. You my head was down. Head. I was looking at What did I say in the microphone? I don't know. All those who are listening. I'm going to go back and listen. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, the, I'm like, I didn't say I anything. I don't think. I think now. so too. <laughs> and here's the thing. We'll get into it. Um, we'll get into it on Sunday deeper. So I'm not going to do it now, but just to point out. I know what I said. What'd you say? <laughs> you said we hunger and thirst. Our, our appetite changes and we hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I said, and cook. Oh, we'll see. That's right. Well, I forgot. I, I forgot. I was, I was, I was, listen. It was his 
It just snuck out. I didn't even remember that I said it. So, I'm, but that's what it was. I said and cookies, okay. but I said it nicely. Wow. <laughs> you like whispered it off to the side. Wow. Like. <laughs> so here's, anyway, here's the thing. This is why when when I look at the Beatitudes, I see them as again they are they are a complete teaching of the gospel because there's something amazing that happens. The first Beatitude ends with the promise of theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. The last of blessed are the persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. There's like these bookends yeah. mm-hmm. to the Beatitudes. And, and so there's an entirety here. This isn't a, a buffet of pick and choose which ones you want. There's an entirety mm-hmm. to the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit more on Sunday, but that's that's always been amazing to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you want the kingdom? Here you go. Like, this is the elevator speech. This well, is like, you know. and, and I, I love I love the idea too, right? Because it's like, listen, salvation is free. Absolutely. Right? It was paid for by somebody um, that only he could pay it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't cheap. Mm-hmm. Right? And and when, when Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and, and, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, he also says, you have to take my yoke upon you. Right? My burden's light. Right, like, like it will lead to, to joy everlasting and, and all of these things. But, but there is a submission that comes with this that we've got to engage. And, and it's not just a, okay, I've got it. Now I can go on my own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the reality is that if these three are true, these next ones, like you've said, right, these next ones necessarily will present themselves. Mm-hmm. They'll have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, and so what I will say also the fruit. Is, is this is after the third one, submission to God. The rest of these is not, like nobody listening right now can sit there and say, all right, I need to do better at being pure in heart. The point (laughs) is, you submit, (laughs) right? You submit. That goes back to Galatians. That's the the foot that I shared on Sunday, Galatians Mm 2.20. This ain't my life anymore. It is the life of Christ through me, in me. Like I live the life of Christ. So again, my job is to submit. He creates Mm -hmm. the results. So, so nobody can try harder to create a hunger and thirst for righteousness. It is a product of my submission to God. As I submit to him and his life in me, mm-hmm. he will transform that hunger and thirst in me. And then my job is to be obedient to that hunger and thirst. My job is to be obedient to the mercy that he calls me to live. Mm-hmm. That's my job, mm-hmm. to submit. Yeah. Not to produce it. No. Well, you know who produces it, right? You're saying, God, like, this is the Holy Spirit's job. This is, this is, and again, right, we talk about all of this feeds each other. This is, we abide in Christ. These things happen. The Holy Spirit produces this fruit in us, this fruit of the so, Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It all yeah. flows from this process where I just submit. This is just a fancy way of saying sanctification. Yeah. I mean, really is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and. For anybody that might listen to this and not listen to the sermon, so I feel I want to say this, is these also are, you know, Paul tells us to test ourselves to make sure we're in the faith. And these also kind of challenge us to test back. So here's mm-hmm. the example. Am I poor in spirit? Well, the example or the, the fruit of that is going to be, am I mourning over my sin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Am I truly mourning over my sin? Well, the, the proof of that is, am I submitting to God? Have I submitted to God? Well, am I hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Mm-hmm. They all become like the test. Like as you go mm-hmm. deeper into them, they actually prove the previous one, right? It's like, so if anybody, you know, if you listen to this and you're saying, well, yeah, I submit to God. It's like, well, then ask yourself, how, how much are you hungering and thirsting for righteousness? You know, like if you're, I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want, mm-hmm. you might want to ask yourself, that doesn't fit with being submission and meekness before God. So that's the other thing that's beautiful about the Beatitudes is they actually 
are proving one another as you go deeper into them. Um, so cool. We'll go into that more. On so, Sunday. so Sunday, yeah, we're going to finish out we're the Beatitudes. Finish out. Is that all the farther we're going? That's all the farther okay. we're going. Yeah. Right. And, and just for everybody that, you know, maybe you, you, you look how much we've talked just now. There's a lot just to cover in the first three. So <laughs> I will get through the rest. Wow. Okay. I yeah. got just so everybody knows I got a little flack for that during staff meeting. So I'm <laughs> I mean, you didn't get flack for that. You got flack for saying in closing. No, I did get flack. No, I don't you think were, you did that on Sunday. <laughs> no, I didn't. no, no, you called the praise I team did. up. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> Yeah, and I was like wow. I'm the one that says and as we close No, you David did that too. He later. just didn't do that on Sunday. So here's here's the service on the same. Just bear with me for a second, everybody listening. So Malia confessed that I invited the praise team up, but she felt the need to walk out. At the moment, I'm trying to bring everybody to that moment. I of, had like, to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I drank a lot of coffee that morning. She'd been holding it in the whole time. Yeah, I was like, back. oh, good time, because then when I come back, we'll be singing. Okay. And then when I came back, Great I'm like, why aren't we singing yet? <laughs> I was still in closing. I'm like, mm-hmm. Scott, what is he talking about <laughs> still? <laughs> and Scott's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we love you guys. <laughs> it's just fun to give you crap. No, it's all good. <laughs> it is all good. I'm going to start my sermon this Sunday. In closing. <laughs> I love it. Oh I love it. And, the, and, and then we'll know who listens to the podcast, right? Because we'll, <laughs> yeah, those people be, like, will be laughing. Anybody that listens to the podcast will be like, ha, 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 that's funny. Everybody else will be like, what's happening? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, aren't we doing communion today? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I better. Yeah, you better rein it in. You gotta go a little slow. You gotta be moving it along. (laughs) So, well, it was it was a great job. I enjoyed the sermon, and I'm looking forward to part two. Yes, I am looking forward to the rest of the sermon series. So, it'll be good. All right, thanks for listening.